Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Ecomsi, the place of everything related to Amazon FBA and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of Ecomsi, and today we bring you another session of questions and answers as we do every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Thank you, everybody, for joining here. Uh, we're going to get started uh, as we do every single week first with the news of the week. Um, and then we're going to jump into the session of questions and answers. So everybody that's joining for the first time, the purpose of this session is to answer any questions that you may have regarding the Amazon space of e-commerce. So if you have any questions specific, feel free to drop them on the comments below, or you can also send them by email to business at ecoms.com or social media, and then we make sure to bring them into the next session. Okay. So I'm going to start first with some of the news in the space so we can hit the ground running on that. And then we jump straight away into a lot of the questions actually that we have from last week so we can answer them in depth, okay? So let's start first with the news that we have from the Amazon space, which actually this week there were a lot, especially because last week for everybody that uh, didn't know, there was the um, Amazon Accelerate event. Uh, that basically is the first uh, ever attempt from Amazon to do kind of, you know, those uh, conferences where you go there and you learn about selling on Amazon, uh, things about strategy and things like that. So this one was organized by Amazon themselves and they announced a lot of new things that come into to Amazon and specifically Seller Central, right? So I want to mention some of them so you are aware of them and you're prepared to, to start using them as soon as uh, they become available, most of them towards the end of September. So the first one that was very good news specific for those huge sellers that have usually the cash flow issues is express payout. So the express payout is a new solution Amazon is rolling out that instead of having to wait three or five days and sometimes 14 days to, to get your payments into new accounts, now you can do it within 24 hours. So basically within 24 hours, you can withdraw whatever is in the balance of your account. You just withdraw it. And at the moment, the only thing they're charging is 50 cents per transaction, which I think is insane. I mean, you're going to struggle to find something cheaper than that in terms of other financial solutions. However, this one is going to be free up to September 2023. So most likely uh, from next year onwards, this is going to become a little bit more expensive and it's going to add the extra premium on top of that. But most likely because Amazon, you know, they like to get control of as many areas as possible, they're going to keep it very competitive. The only thing you need to consider with express payout is that, as I mentioned at the beginning, is for more advanced sellers. So one of the main criteria, first of all, is that you need to be living in United States, one of the 50 states. Uh, if you're not um, with him, basically, the United States, you're not going to be able to use this feature, at least for now. The other thing is that you need to have a, a 
connected to a bank uh, based in the United States. And the third one, which I think is the biggest filter, is that you need to have at least transaction of $1 million and above. That's why I say this is more for the biggest sellers. And it makes sense, right? Because usually when you start hitting that seven-figure mark, uh, and usually see that on my clients, you struggle with the cash flow because you need to handle much more inventory in advance, especially with Q4, you need to put six figures down for inventory. And if you don't have enough cash flow, you may struggle. So because of that, eh, I think for those that are eh, within seven fingers and up, this is gonna be an amazing solution, specifically if you are in the USA. So definitely check it out. That's the first news. The second news is that um, they also basically eh, announced eh, the launcher of VQ, I think it's pronounced if I'm not mistaken. Um, and VQ uh, basically is a new company that Amazon purchased. Uh, and, and this company, if if you want to see on, in terms of summary what this new company does, is like ShipStation. It allows you to integrate multiple marketplaces at the same time, and it allows you to handle everything that has to do with the shipping, right? Like buying the labels, UPS, FedEx, and everything within the single dashboard. So this is also very huge news, especially because usually this is a service that used to cost you around $450 per month to get started. And most of the services out there is like that. You have a monthly fee and then on top of that, you pay your shipping. But now they have no monthly fees. So basically now if you're Amazon seller, you connect with VQ and then from there you can do whatever you want. You can have your Shopify store, eBay, whatever. But it's super powerful because now you need to have that extra expense like most uh, of the other shipping solutions. Now you just connect it, you pay zero fees on that and you just pay on the shipping that you do uh, of course, through UPS, FedEx, and so on. So that's the second news. Um, the third news I have in here is the customer reviews insight. And this is basically a new rollout that's going to be part of the rollout of tools that have been releasing through the brand analytics, like search query performance and all of that, and product discovery. Explorer. So why this is very good? Because now customer reviews inside is going to basically allow you to automatically analyze your reviews and tell you what people think about specific features, material of your product and things like that. And you can actually um, use that uh, to actually do pro research because you can use this to review uh, not just your products, but other people's products as well. So see it as a basically the Helium 10 review um, tool, but on x right? Because now not just you can see the reviews and everything, but now the tool automatically tells you what are the things people mention the most. And it kind of make the, 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 the work easier understanding what is people complaining, what people want, and what is missing on the market. And you can use it for two things. First, to improve research, and second of all, improving your own products if you're getting bad reviews, right? And the last a couple of updates. So the dashboard, I'm pretty sure you have seen, dashboard has been changed around. So the FBA dashboard has changed. Now inventory is, is moved around into their own FBA dashboard. So that's not massive news, but I just wanted to point that out in case you see your dash, dashboard being changed. And the last one would be, that now it, towards the end of September, and I think this one is a very good news, especially for those that like to split test, see what works the best for your product and improve from there. You know, usually you, you used to have the opportunity to do split testing with your images and title, but now they're gonna also roll out split testing with bullet points and description. So basically now you're gonna be able to split, please test everything within the listing, right? Because usually, 
title and bullet points is super important, 100%, but sometimes bullet points and, and description it can also play a huge role, especially if, if you use that a lot to describe your product features and the lifestyle of your product, and maybe the product needs a lot of explaining, that definitely can play a big role. So definitely check that out. It's gonna be available towards the end of September, okay? Awesome, so those were the news. Uh, feel free to comment below if you have any question about them, uh, like criteria, where to find these news or things like that. And make sure to share those um, resources with you down in the comments, okay? So let's start loading some of the questions in the screen that we received throughout the last seven days. And we get started to the section of questions and answers, okay? Awesome. So let's see which one is the first question we're gonna hear. So this one is the first question. What is your typical launch strategy? Okay, interesting question. And also it's gonna depend a lot, but I'm gonna give you my, my broad answer to cover as many uh, situations as possible when it comes to launching a product. Because again, every launch is different, but uh, most of the time, the answer I'm gonna give is gonna fall within the solution when launching a product. So when launching a product on Amazon, the number one thing that everybody needs to do before launching anything on Amazon, first of all, before even thinking about the launching, is making sure that you're launching a product that makes sense and you actually have an opportunity for that. So we have done multiple videos around that. Check it out on the YouTube channel where I do how to find if a product is competitive, how to make sure the product has demand, how to make sure your voice saturation, and within the questions and answer sessions, which by the way, Today we do 50 sessions, so we have talked that topic a lot already. I mentioned multiple times what is the criteria to make sure your product is not competitive and you're not jumping into a saturated market. So taking that out of the way, let's jump into what is a typical launch strategy. Before you launch, you need to prepare for the launch, right? Because I see a lot of people think about the launch strategy, what you need to do to position your product and, and get the sales going. But a lot of them don't talk about the preparation to get the launch going. Because if you don't prepare, you might do the launch correctly. But then afterwards, what you're going to do if you are left with basically no inventory or you didn't have your listing full optimized on the right keywords, so you go rank on the wrong keywords, you didn't have the right category, you were not targeting the right keywords on the PPC. So all those things need to be taken care of before you do your launch strategy. So my three checks are always this one. Make sure your listing is fully optimized to the fullest. Basically, analyze every single thing that you can on Amazon, all the top competitors, uh, make sure to do as many reverse acing as possible using Helium 10, Jungle Scout, Sunguru, Data Dive, try to, come up with the most complete list of keywords and try to write the most complete listing from there. Try to call the biggest amount of keywords and search volume on that listing. One tool that I like a lot to make sure that is achieved is within the data die. There is a tool that's called Listing Optimizer and it tells you how much search volume you're covering. So make sure you're covering as much search volume as possible and that you're targeting as many keywords as possible as an exact within your title, bullet point description. Sometimes it's not possible because the exact form of the keyword doesn't make sense to add it, but try to at least add it as a phrase. And this tool allow you to see if you're adding it as an exact phrase and, and, and so on. So that's the number one thing. The second thing is make sure you have enough inventory, right? If you're gonna do a strong launch strategy, let's say you have 500 pieces and you estimate that within the initial month or so, as an example, you're gonna sell out 300 units, right? That's fantastic. That's a good thing, right? However, you are left just with 200 units for the second month. If your lead time 
is above 30, 40 days, you're not gonna make it on time to avoid being out of stock because by the time you're the more stock, you're gonna have to own the unit sell faster on the second month is the momentum keeps building up. You need 40, 45 days of lead time to produce such a shipping. If you take the decision just Let's say you take the decision maybe by week two or three within first month, because most likely you're not going to reorder just the first week. You want to wait a little bit. You're, you're already late. You're, you're going to be out of stock. So that's why you need to understand what is the potential you can achieve with this launch? What is the potential average of sales you can achieve? Based on that, you build a strategy in terms of inventory and you make sure that you can found that strategy. Because the only mistake is you design a strategy, but then you don't have the cash flow to fund the inventory. You're left out of stock and then because you basically don't get paid by amazon after 14 days you cannot order more and the lead time because from 45 days all the way to 60 days so all these things guys it's small details they look very simple but if you don't take care of them it, they can definitely do a big harm to you and the brand so take care of inventory and the third thing is the, the strategy itself which is what i'm going to explain now so when it comes to strategy most of the people before they they, they remove a uh, rebates they used to do that was the easiest thing you give away products you get reviews you get momentum you get positioning and so on but now it's prohibited you can't do any more that you can't give away pros in exchange to getting sales and positioning so one strategy that's been working a lot for us at least for the pros we're working with is that when we're launching a product that has no reviews it has no social proof but we make sure to have the right keywords on the listing, the right images, which is super important, forms part of the first thing, which is listing optimization. If you have those things and you notch the product on the right keywords when it comes to PPC, the only thing that people will have as an excuse to not buy your product is going to be reviews, most likely, because you're going to have zero reviews. And even if your product is fantastic, the images, everything, that lack of review is going to Mm, make it difficult right it's like okay i love this product but it has no social proof i don't want to risk it i don't want to get the, the product return and blah 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 so they're going to go for the safest route even if it doesn't have the features that your product has so how we actually break that that no and make it more into a yes and more into an impulse yes let's say you're launching into a product a category that the average price is 30 dollars right the way we have be, uh, basically achieved entering this market that we have no reviews and, and they are very competitive, but we know for a fact the product is better, is we enter with a very strong price that basically anybody that will see your product and understand that we are solving the pain points. And at the same time, we have a price that is much lower than the average. It's like people, even if they see you have no reviews, it's a no brainer because $30 is the average, mine is $15, my product is better than most because I did my pro research correctly, I fixed the pain points, I'm providing what nobody else is doing. It's like, okay, you have no reviews, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it, right? So you are breaking that no with a yes by doing that. And at the same time, what we make sure during that launch strategy, when we start basically selling the product, is that we make sure we target very strong exact match or main keywords. We want to make sure we are getting as many relevant clicks as possible, and we do that through top placement. This strategy, most likely the first two, three months, you're not going to be making money. Most likely you're going to be losing money. But if you did the product research correctly and you did your finances and you understand that this is a long-term plan, 
and part of that loss is part of your advertisement cost and launch cost that you're gonna retake it once you get positioning and reviews from those those sales that you made at a loss then it's a win so i think that's usually the strategy has been working the most because i see other strategies out there that they say okay keep the same price as the uh, as as your competition just focus and they keep saying focusing on the quality the, the images the listing and all, and all that but you always gonna have that not because of reviews guys and i know you're gonna hear strategies around out there how to get reviews which most of them are not within amazon tos i can tell you with certainty the only ones that for sure within amazon tos is amazon vine which is something I really definitely recommend if you have a Amazon brand register. And then just doing the typical follow-up uh, through email. Anything outside of that, guys, you're playing um, on gray area. I mean, you can get away, but I wouldn't advise, right? So being taking in consideration that reviews is not something that you can fix very easily. The only way you can play, which is the other thing that can overcome that no, is the pricing. So taking consideration that, doing your launch strategy, that you're gonna be selling 50% of that anybody in the market, it that cost as part of the launch just as you do when you do rebates and it's been working very well for us those that's part of the launch that i usually advise for most people now if you're gonna go more high level which i'm gonna make sure to cover on another video so i can jump into our questions is you can start then mixing these things out with influencer marketing blogging email marketing but for most people if your budget is not there you're going to struggle to have so many things moving at the same time i rather tell you to focus on the basics which is making sure the product works on amazon because if the product doesn't work on amazon instance which means you have the best pricing you have the best product right but still doesn't sell then even if you do black magic outside of amazon the product is not going to work you need to make sure the basics and the product works on amazon if it works then doing things outside of amazon is going to enhance the potential of the product doing outside traffic things is not going to fix your issue it's just a solution to get the extra boost themselves it's very important these guys don't think external traffic is going to fix your issue if the product doesn't work on amazon most likely is because the product is wrong on amazon in terms of you didn't get the right category product feature pricing all of them it's not going to fix by a person tiktok with 2 million followers and sending traffic to amazon because you may get a boost on sales but once that that thing is gone it's gone you're gonna go back uh, down in ranking and you're gonna lose that moment okay awesome so i think i made the answer a little bit too long but i wanted to go in there because i know it's a very important thing so i'm gonna make sure to do a video on this uh, by the way so i'm gonna do a refresh strategy around how you can do launch strategy you know awesome so let's see which other question we're going hear what type of automatic targeting you recommend so the type of targeting so you have four types of automatic targeting. You have the close match, you have the loose match, you have the substitutes, and you have the complements. The ones that usually work the best for us is the close match, and it makes sense. You're usually going to retarget products that close match to your product. Now, this is why when you're launching automatic campaigns, make sure you divide them, right? You divide your close match in one campaign, your loose match in one campaign, your substitutes in one campaign, your complements in one campaign. First of all, that's going to give you control at the budget level. You're going to understand which one is spending most, which one is spending the least, and you can control that at the high level. Second of all, you're going to be able to do everything that has to do with negating keywords or transferring keywords much more easier. And third of all, it's going to be much more easier as well to do adjustment at the build level and make sure that they're basically not competing for the same budget in the same campaign. It's like when you have too many keywords on the same campaign, it happens the same. They compete too much for the same budget and none of them perform. The same with automatic. 
we have four campaigns within a tomatic campaign with $10 budget, most likely just one of them is going to perform. So if you divide them, you basically avoid the problem. So to answer your question, usually close match is the one that gives the best results. But again, it's a matter of testing. You might be surprised and maybe you find that complements or substitutes work the best, which is usually the opposite. Yeah. Good. Um, let's see which other question we're going to hear. Do my sales from advertising help with ranking? Yes. Everything that has to do with uh, generating sales, it helps. And I'm going to explain you the reasoning behind that. When you're making any kind of sales, you are contributing to something that is called the BSR and at the same time, something that is called sales velocity. So that's the first part. There are multiple parts to the ranking. So when you start generating you start improving your BSI and you start your sales velocity, you start basically giving the signal to Amazon that you basically approach that sales and convert well. So that Amazon is going to contribute within your subcategory and improve your ranking. So that's why you have seen maybe on a lot of tools, specifically um, a hidden thing, something called CPR. And usually they give you an average of how many units these people sell on an eight-year period to be on that keyword. That's because Amazon usually taking consideration how many sales you have made on a specific keyword to be a granted the, the permission to be on page one. So that's the first thing. Making sales from advertising definitely helps with ranking because of that. Because the more sales you do, the more position you have. Now, the second thing, which is the second part, is the conversions, right? If you're making sales from advertising, but your conversions are horrible, Right. So let's say you're spending $1,000 on advertising and you're making just $100 on sales. You're actually doing the opposite. You're harming your problem because you're giving the signal to Amazon and paying and sending as much traffic as it can. But still, even if it's making a few sales, you think that's going to improve your ranking, but it's doing the opposite because the signal you're giving is negative. Too much traffic, but no conversions. It means people is not interested or people don't like your offer. So why should Amazon give you the positioning, a premium position on page one? So those are the things you need to consider. Definitely having sales from advertising is going to help, but if you start reaching that point that is spending and spending and sales don't overcome expenses, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise you that. I mean, usually a healthy thing to take the decision if if it's healthy or not to continue is that as soon as uh, ACO start to become much higher than sell, uh, advertising, so let's say you are spending 1000 on advertising and you're spending and you're making just $100 on sales, that's definitely a no, 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 because you're spending much more, more than your sales. But if you're spending 1000 on advertising and maybe you're making already let's say 1,300, 1,400 sales, which again, ACOS is super high, but still you're overcoming your expenses, eh, at least on, on this view, because most likely you're losing money on, on, on the granular level, then definitely that's something you should consider if those are your main keywords, yeah? Good, uh, let's see which other question we're gonna hear. Uh, should we use dynamic fix, that only or that and up? Okay, I think, this one is regarding the bits, okay? So yeah, when it comes to the bits, usually most of the time we recommend that only. We don't recommend fixed bits because if you keep fixed bits, sometimes you can get cheaper clicks, but because you use fixed bits, the bit is not gonna go down and it's not gonna allow you to pay less. So that only is gonna cover you that lower price option and also the maximum that you said. Down and up can be dangerous, because if you don't have enough data to understand which keywords are the best, you may end up having keywords that 
start spending double that what they should be spending and in terms of a cost doesn't make any sense so down and up only i will only do that if you have a keyword that is always like a cost of 10 15 percent amazing keyword and you know what i want to give it even more budget and bits so you down up and even sometimes it, it can work so down up down and up is something i, I will use i wouldn't use most of the time i only use that only on our strategies okay then the thing that we use a lot is something called the bid modifier on the placement which is something completely different it's is basically how much you bid to make sure you give extra a, a basically importance to the placement the the ad is shown so you have top of the placement and and rest of the search and product pages on top of the placement that's the one you should advise to use if you discover within your data that that keyword performs a lot on top of the search so you want to migrate it onto the own campaign and make sure you give the most focus on top of the placement for that specific keyword okay okay and let's see which other question we're getting here should i use negative keywords on broad match um yes and no so the yes is you should use negative keywords if you start getting a lot of keywords that make no sense like I don't know you're selling a water bottle and you get a lot of the keyword water or just bottle or recipient or liquid things that are super broad that has nothing to do with water bottle then i will negate those or for example if you start getting variations or things that don't relate to you so if you're selling a one liter water bottle and you get a lot 75 ml 500 ml and things like that you don't sell you want to negate that and also brands if you get a lot of brands that basically come up on your on your search terms negate those brands but the things i wouldn't negate on broad match uh, is things that are cute that are super important for your product but see is they are super inefficient for you in terms they're not generating enough um sales right right and doing that i will find what is the seed keyword that's generating those search terms and i will reduce the bid on that one right because i feel if you start negating those keywords from a, your main keyword from day one from your broad match or even if the campaigns already have some time and you start negating them without then using those keywords on any other campaigns i mean if you're telling me you're negating me on the broad match because it hasn't been performing at all but you want to test it on their own on the exact match then yes that would make sense but negating on the broad match an important keyword such as water bottle if that's what you're selling and then not using the keyword anywhere else i wouldn't advise that because the only reason most likely you're not performing there is because you're not competitive enough yet but you never know if down the line you become competitive so you always want to have the keywords somehow being targeted even with super low bits that is going to give you a few clicks uh, which is still much better than having no activity at all on those keywords okay great um let's see which other question we're going to hear how should i price my products so when it comes to pricing your products um usually have the I would say the seven times rule, right? This is something I came up with myself and this is something that has worked for me. But again, this is going to be a bit try. Some people have different mindset when it comes to how much profit they want to make and processes. But usually something I buy, I want to sell at least seven times what I buy from, right? Something about $5, at least I need to sell at $30, no matter what. And this is because after testing with different multipliers, I first I started with three, then four, five, six. And I realized that every time I multiply by seven, is I have a super uh, comfortable window of, you know, covering my expenses, PPC, things like that, and still be left with something. And I have room to breathe, right? That's the number one thing that matters to me. 
because if you do just three four times you may fall short if something happens you need to do things to push the product extra advertising the cpcs go up and things like things that you didn't consider you're going to struggle if the margins are low so seven times i think is a healthy thing to get started with so that's my advice if you're buying something to five dollars landed i would say at least thirty dollars if you can because the market doesn't allow it and you see that something that costs you five dollars landed people are sending for ten fifteen dollars run <laughs> run very far because if you're seeing something that's landed five dollars and the same for ten fifteen dollars those guys are making no money and if they're doing maybe 50p one dollar maybe but you're gonna do all their work for one dollar i mean think about that right so yeah at least seven times i will say yeah awesome so let's see i think this is the last question for today's session so how often do you optimize your product listing so when it comes to optimizing product listing actually within our processes we optimize every i would say every two to four two to four weeks right so it depends on the amount of data if, if, if it is a product that we're spending thousands of dollars per day i would say yes every two weeks just to make sure anything that we discover within the ppc would move it within the, uh, the listing but if it's a, a listing that may we're spending a few hundred or uh, thousands per month like let's say we're spending i'm gonna put an arbitrary number here just to make it easier for people to comprehend let's say you're spending hundred dollar per day you're spending just around three thousand per month maybe once per month but we're spending maybe five or ten thousand per month on a product that's another thing you most likely have enough data to do it more often the optimization and migrating that data from your ppc to your listing and we just don't do it with the ppc by the way we also analyze your search query performance your brand analytics everything that has to be hidden 10 data that we use everything i will make sure that every two weeks to four weeks you have the listing as optimized as possible and covering all the uh, fronts in terms of keyword phrases and search volume okay awesome so i think that is everything for today's session uh, we still have a couple of questions that i didn't have the time to cover on, on this 30 minute session but i'm gonna make sure to bring it into next one and in, in next tuesday but yes remember everybody that just joined midway if maybe i didn't have to answer your question you need the answer urgently feel free to send me an uh, email directly to me and make sure to answer that priority and for everybody that also want to make sure we call your question next uh, week make sure to as i said leave it in the comments or send it to our email or social media and my team make sure to have them written uh, for the next session okay so thank you very much for everybody that joined to today i hope you're having an amazing week remember keep hustling uh, and if you're struggling if you feel you're having a hard time with amazon i, I understand where you're coming from because i see that a, a lot of times and, and people don't know what what they need to do in terms of the listing and ppc and everything but you have a lot of free resources like this one i mean this is the purpose of this you we are giving you as much strategy and give you value make sure you spend the time learning these resources i'm pretty sure if you nail down the sop that we teach here and the strategies and you and you are very methodic we implement that with your business you're gonna succeed it's a matter of time okay so take care Thank you for your time and see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The E-Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, 
We would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc. 